Hello, everyone. Hello. And welcome to episode number 50 of the D&D Music Factory podcast. I am David. And I'm Dan. And Dan, tell everybody what we will be breaking down today. So this week, we are honoring our Girls to the Front ethos. Uh, this is a countdown of our 10 favorite bands with a female lead singer, uh, mm-hmm. with a woman in the front. I hate referring to women as females. It feels so... It feels so incelly. Like it's such yeah. a like oh big time. Like yeah, big <laughs> like, time. It's such a like every uh, bunch of good looking females. Like oh, anytime I heard anybody re- like say females, um, uh, let's just say I'm not friends with any of those people anymore. Yeah, it's it's definitely yeah. a gross. Yeah, nothing. I mean, it's not. Gr- it shouldn't be gross, but it's the people that use it. Well, no, that have once made you it realize gross. who those people were, yeah. it was, then it's gross. That's why it's gross. That's why it's gross. Yeah, it's just like anything else. Like, oh, like yeah. this is wasn't gross until a bunch of people adopted it and made it gross. Yep. Yeah. But anyway, so this is a countdown of our ten favorite uh, bands with a woman lead singer. So it's not any like women singer songwriters. It's not any solo artists or any individuals. This is straight up like you have to be fronting a band. There's got to be people behind you and you are, you're, you're the boss. You're the king shit. Yeah. Like you're running it. You're on the mic. Yeah. I I ruled out duos. um, Anything like, like churches I ruled out for mostly because I've already talked about them too. But um, yeah, I didn't want it to be something where it's like not quite the traditional band setup. I, yeah. I think we both went for the traditional band stuff. Yeah, we went here. for uh, you know, there's there's guitars and bass and drums and yeah. keyboards yep. and synths too. They're like mm-hmm. if you want to add the other stuff, but like, you know, yeah. a traditional four to five people on stage, microphone at the front, mm-hmm. that person's got the mic and that person is a woman. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And otherwise it would have been impossible to narrow down because um, Yeah, if we just did an episode of our fa- our ten favorite women. That would never like it would just be like that would never okay, be this will take like, ten would, years. Yeah, it would take me forever to figure that out. Yeah. Because I, I would literally be going back and forth about so many people's. I mean, this one was hard as shit. Yeah. So this, hard. This helped me eliminate all of my favorite soul singers. Because I was like, well, technically they're not a band. So like yeah. I can like leave mm-hmm. them off here. Yep. Um, so that made that was much easier to do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, this is this is really challenging. Um, it, there's a lot. It's, it's a good thing. There's a lot of really, really talented women in music. And... Um, Especially in this format too. I mean, it's it's there's so much more than you think, so much more. Yeah, it's it's a great thing, man. Um, especially, I mean, you know, I kind of center my most of my listening around indie punk and metal, mm-hmm. and that is ideally now it's not always in practice, but ideally a super inclusive space. So you get a lot of bands that have mixed gender, mixed race, mixed identities. Like mm-hmm. that they're like, yeah, man, we don't like single people out or not let them in our band for that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, half the bands I listen to yeah. have female women members. Yeah, and same. I got to stop saying female. It's so yeah, it's grossing gross. me out. <laughs> Ladies. No, that's not going to be yeah, better, that's, actually. That's worse. That's not even worse. <laughs> uh, people of the opposite sex. Uh, I don't even know if that's really correct anymore because there's more than one. So, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. They anyway. Know, they know what we're talking about. Before us two straight white guys get ourselves in more trouble. Yeah, uh, yeah, Dave. What are some right. that I uh, missed for you this week? Whoa, oh, whoa, okay. whoa, whoa, whoa! You're taking oh, my taking my first? thing here. Yeah, <laughs> Dave. I'm so excited your piece to on. not get us in trouble. Yeah. Well, we're not. We're, we're saying inclusive things. We're saying it's hard because we're we're. It's not just one one or the other. There's a lot more to include. So yeah, yeah. And that's that's what we're saying. We're not saying anything. Uh, you know anti-anything no we're we're inclusive we're we want everybody to be a part of it we'll we'll do lists for 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 those folks too 
right, so uh, for me, a song that just missed uh, this week is Fuck My Life 666 by Against Me, uh, fronted by Lara Jane Grace. Uh, probably one of the most iconic punk bands ever, man. Like, their records are incredible. I shouldn't have to tell you why you should listen to them. They're amazing. Um, also just missed for me literally every song by Big Thief. Yeah. Um, every single one of them is great. We've both talked about her. Adrian so, Lenker. Yeah. We've mm-hmm. spoken with her about her. Yeah, with her. Spoken about That'd her cool. at great length. Um, she's incredible. And all of her songs that she writes with her band are amazing. Uh, their newest record is insane. And the song Little Things is really what stuck out to me that I was going to include on here. So like, it sounds so unlike every other song they've ever done. Mm-hmm. And that record has so many cool, like weird little instruments on it. Like they have like that yeah, weird, like bullfrog spring yeah, and there's like weird. lap steel and like all kinds of weird shit. <coughs> um, another band that just missed for me, another song, uh, the band Cersei. Uh, they are a hardcore band that was just amazing, man. They really don't have a ton of albums though. They have one record, and a couple EPs and splits, and that was it, and they disappeared. Hmm. Uh, but I think more people should get on them. The song Weary fucking rips and is so cool. Um, I've talked about Emil and the Sniffers on here before. Yeah. Um, from Australia. They were just on Seth Meyers. Seth, yeah, yeah. you one, sent me the clip. That was one cool. Of the, one of the late night shows, and they fucking rip. They're so good. Definitely check them out, um, especially if you're into like Bikini Kill, that sort of like Riot Girl sound, like mm-hmm. very aggressive, very intense. Yeah. And awesome. And then I would say the last one for me is, uh, yeah, I guess I'll go with this. Uh, the last one for me is from Mrs. Piss. Um, the song is called Nelt. Mrs. Piss is a duo, <laughs> a combination duo of Chelsea Wolf and Emma Ruth Rundle. Oh, wow. That they made this side project band called Mrs. Piss that is nuts. It's Hilarious so sick. Yeah. It sounds like both of them and their both of their styles very... Very goth, very doomy, very brooding, uh, but it's awesome, and nice. you should check it out. So, Dave, uh, what are what are some tracks that just missed for you? Yeah, so I'll, I'll probably just name the artists, just because otherwise I could literally sit here all day trying to figure out which ones to pick. Uh, and this is this is a mix of both uh, things that missed the cut and artists I've already named, and it helped me narrow this down by not including anybody that we've already talked about. So, uh, Metric is one of the ones we've already discussed. Uh, the Sundays. Portishead, Tennis, uh, La Tigra, um, let's see here, CSS, The Cranberries. I mean, that would have been a, a slam dunk yeah. for, for both of us. R.I.P. Dolores. Yeah, I know. But We've both used them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it would have been, it just, <coughs> it was time for somebody new. Uh, Cherry Glazer, Chromatics was really tough not to include them on here. Camera Obscura, um... Big Thief, like you said, uh, always. I, I, I don't know how I miss. I couldn't get that on there. Japanese Breakfast, I've already named. Uh, Hop along, and let's see here. Sushi and the Banshees, and yeah, as we've already named. Rilo Kylie, we've already named. Heim, I've already named. Church has already talked about. Uh, Charlie Bliss didn't talk about, but just missed out. Um, and uh, Mazzy Star, why not? Yeah, <laughs> chuck her on there. Yeah, we'll throw her on there just, just for fun, just, just as a little treat. Yeah, I love it. Cool. All right. Um, that's it. That's the B sides. So Dan, why don't you kick us off with your number five pick? 
All right. Number five comes to me from actually from last year. Um, this is a record that just missed on my end of the year uh, personal top ten. Um, that I believe is in my honorable mentions, but didn't make the list. This is an album called Celestial Blues by the band called King Woman. Um, this record is, I guess the you would call it doom metal. Um, very, very doomy, very Sabbathy, but I feel like she adds, and by she I mean their singer Christina uh, Esfandiaria. Sure. Diari, sorry, Esfendiari, um, Christina Esfendiari, um, is their singer, and she adds this like awesome wave of like ethereal harmony to it that like I feel it's like it's so good, man. It is like Yob with Stevie Nicks fronting them. It's like a crazy, like doomy, sludgy, slow, but then this like gorgeous throaty female vocal man that is just it's every bit caring and like soft as it is hard as the band is hard like it's it's just nuts man it's a great mix of the two worlds and she even like on this song you'll hear like it's not just pretty singing man like this woman gets down too this shit is like she gets hard it's rough it's awesome it's grimy it feels dirty. The imagery from the album cover of the woman who it almost looks like it's supposed to be like an angel with their wings cut off, um, smoking a cigarette in latex gloves. It's like, it's a perfect, I can't say enough things that I like about them. Um, the layered vocals on here are what really set it apart for me and really make me blown away by this. Um, this is only the band's second record. They put out an album before this that was like, two years or was, uh, I believe yeah almost five years before man it was released in uh, or, I'm sorry almost four years before uh, I was released in 2017 so it is crazy how how much of a gap it was between the two records considering they had just started out mm-hmm. usually bands like labels want you to pound one out every two years yeah and like oh you yeah, get on the road do everything but I mean COVID hit them and I think derailed everything which sucks really hard but now that they're back they're back on the road get out and see them they're really incredible um and yeah there's really not too much else i can say about them because there's not too much history about this band. yeah they've got two records and one of them just came out so like yeah there's not really too much else <laughs> um every magazine i've seen that has reviewed this record has said they've loved it and really enjoyed it and have been pushing it and i think that they are right this is a fucking wild album cover. Yeah, man, it really is. It's it's like striking and haunting and creepy and cool all at the same time. Like, it's just a really strange image. Yeah, it really is. With, like, the laceration, the bandages, the glove, the cigarette, like, how it's, like, lit from above really harshly. Yeah. Like, it almost looks like it's, like, in an operating room. Yeah. It's so nuts. And it's like a hostile operating room, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah it's, it's terrifying looking, and... Sometimes, I mean, I feel like an album cover can truly convey an, an image of a band perfectly, and I think this one does. Yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. It's 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 very scary. Yeah, it is. It's really, I don't know what else to say about it. It's it's a scary picture. So with that, Dave, what is your pick for your fifth favorite uh, female-fronted band? Now that I'm done being afraid of a picture. Uh, 
Up at number five for me is Cherry Colored Funk by the Cocktoo Twins. Um, first of all, I just want to say that my list is really just like the five songs from five artists that Dave hasn't talked about and really wanted to talk about list. I love so many female artists and this is one of them, but like, yeah, it really was like, it was really, really hard for me to actually rank this and to, to not or include people in here. But anyway, um, with that dumb disclaimer out of the way, Cocktoo Twins, if you're not familiar, is like basically the pioneer of what dream pop is now. This is kind of one of those artists that back in the day was doing something very different and is now much more popular. And um, now there's 20 bands that made 10 times more money than them doing their exact yeah, sound. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They <laughs> like, definitely were never as successful as the people that no. have ripped them off. Um, probably because of their accents. Could be. Thick Scottish accents. Yeah, that could be. It also could be that the lyrics are literally just like nonsense and yeah. like might, might as well not even be in English. Yeah. Um, don't look for the lyrical content of any of their songs. It yeah, just it's doesn't not deep. Make any sense. It's not there. It's not not only not deep, it just doesn't even make sense. Like, don't look at the lyrics of the song. It's just going to ruin it for you. Um, but what doesn't ruin it for you is just her, like, head voice that she uses in this song is just, like, haunting and beautiful at the same time. The lead singer's name is Elizabeth Frazier, and um, this band came out in... It started in the early 80s, and... Uh, had some success, was growing in popularity, and then they put out this record uh, titled Heaven or Las Vegas in 1990, um, and this is the one that really kind of took them to the next level. Unfortunately, it was also the one that kind of ended things for them, um, so they were signed to the label 4AD, um, and at the time, the president of 4AD, uh, Ivo Watts Russell, claimed it was, was one of the best ever releases on the label, but then released the group that same year um, because he was like he, his relationship with the band members just went south um, and then they I have to I have to imagine he was dating someone in the bit well like for it to just like turn that sour after like their biggest record they ever yeah. put out so she was dating the guitar player um, Elizabeth was um, okay. Robin Guthrie I believe um, right yeah Robin Guthrie they, they were dating he was the guitar player and they started breaking or like not really I don't know what the hell you want to call it but they they, they stopped being together in the mid 90s the mid 90s and that's when the band really broke up but the two records that came out after this on the other label just weren't really the same and never really captured the same magic I think that that this first one did um, and this isn't one of the singles on that record either um, this is the opening track on it it's my favorite um, it's got a lot of other really, really incredible tracks on it, too. Uh, Rolling Stone listed it as 245 on the list of 500 greatest of all time albums, um, which is pretty high up for something that was not on a major label. And I feel that and wasn't easily three quarters of Rolling Stone readers have not heard. At least. Yeah. yeah that's. I think you're <laughs> underestimating that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a fantastic band. Um, very dreamy, very spacey sounds. The vocals fits so perfectly with what everything else is doing in in each song um and why she's always stood out to me and uh you know if you if you're not familiar with cockatoo twins uh check this whole album out it's incredible and the rest of their work uh, i promise you won't be disappointed definitely a big like you know if you're into if you're into beach house yeah 
and like that sort of ethereal shoegazy. Yeah, yeah, it very much is shoegazy too. Like yeah, they're mm-hmm. this is their their Godfather. Yep. Yeah, it is. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, none of those none of that stuff would exist without this. So yeah, that um, whole, I mean, yeah. the whole like chill wave, like that whole, mm-hmm. it just owes such a massive debt to this band that I feel like yep. is still underappreciated. Yeah, and I think I think the the uh, the real ones know. But not everybody does. Yeah. Um, All my homies get down with the cocktail twins. Yeah, and you could be a real one too. You just got to check them out. So if if you like them, if you want to be a real one, yeah, and obviously you do. <laughs> yeah, everybody wants to be on Dave Hughes's real one list. Um, <laughs> it's a short list. Yeah, it is. Bet your ass it is. All right, Dan, take us to your number four pick. All right, number four comes to us. From the band Galgeway. This is off of their record Burnt Sugar. The song is called Hey Mercy. Um, this band fucking rips, dude. They are like equal parts Jesus Lizard, Fugazi, Unwound, and Nirvana. Mixed with like a heavy fat scoop of like Pixies, obviously, because they named their band after a yeah. legendary Pixie song. Yeah. Uh, but they are, so they're from Florida, which, you know, don't hold that against them, but. They fucking, I, I heard this band and immediately was blown away. Um, so they were around for like a couple years. They did some touring with like Gloss and Paint It Black. Um, and they were doing some demo stuff. And then they actually got signed to Jeremy Balm from Touche Amore. Has an imprint under Deathwish Records. And he was the one that brought them in and was like, oh, hey, like he signed him for an EP in 2016. I was like, oh, you guys should check this out. Like you should come and meet some of these label people from death wish and they did and then after that with secret voice his label they moved on into full death wish and put this album out and it just blew me away man. it is so good it's so aggressive it's so intense like the lyrics are biting the intensity of um their the intensity of this woman's voice is insane her the singer's name is christina michelle and she is furious dude it's so good it's really i really feel like there's such an excellent catharsis in hearing somebody absolutely sound like they're shredding their vocal yeah um the vocal cords and is really like quote unquote like leaving it all on the field yeah like a a person that's like no man i have 45 seconds of rage and you're gonna feel this and i feel like this band has that it's not gonna be for everybody um, it is not very timid, not very casual, but it is amazing. It feels earnest. It feels like it's someone that like needs to be heard. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that explosion of energy, like the whole record is, I believe, under 30 minutes. Yeah, the whole album is 26 minutes, 19 seconds. Wow. So it is just, True wham, it's record. like a yeah. punch in the face. And it's excellent. So they do slow down on some of this. Like there's a song called Ghost. That is very much more of like an indie tune to it, like almost like a ballad on the record. But rather than power ballad, it's more of like a, you know, think of like how the Pixies would have like, uh, where is my mind? Yeah. It's more of like a, just a slower, just a subtle. Just a different idea. Yeah, it's yeah. a different, a different occasion. And then immediately after that, it immediately revs right back up. And like, yeah. it's like, all right, play time's over. And like, boom, pedal right back down to the floor. Nice. Um, this band has got more things on the horizon. Supposedly they have a record coming this year, which I would really, really love if that was true. Uh, they did an EP following this. That's fantastic. 
if you're out and looking for more material from them, though there is not much. Uh, so they put out uh, the song called Consider and Wave of Mutilation, which is a cover of the Pixies. Uh, nice. but, great, great Pixies song. Yeah, but they uh, they should have another album out, hopefully by the end of this year, which would be insane. And I really hope so, because if it does, it'll definitely make my year-end list. So, uh, Dave, for you, what is your next pick for a woman from the band? All right. Up at number four for me is Girl by The Internet featuring Catronata. Different styles than uh, than the last song, for yeah. sure. Um, but a band that we both really, really love. Um, the Internet is fronted by uh, Sid. Who, she just goes by Sid. Um, her, longer, her real name is longer, but it's always been Sid in, in, as far as music goes. Everything I've ever seen her credited as has been Sid. Sid, yeah. Mm -hmm. Any interview, anything like that, mm -hmm. it's which is like, that's what I get referred to as. Yep, we're even referred to that in some Tyler the Creator songs. It's just simply Sid. Um, so she is, uh, speaking of Tyler the Creator, she was part of Odd Future. Um, actually, when they did their first tour here and I saw them live, she was the DJ. And she was their, their touring DJ. Um, fantastic at that. But she also has an incredible voice and an incredible gift for songwriting and really, really shines in this style of music that they've, they've kind of created. And it's, it's different. Um, it really combines a lot of different genres of music. So this is obviously far more electronic than some of their other stuff. There's a lot of jazz influence. There's a lot of funk influence. There's a lot of R&B it can really be a mixed bag with them and that's yeah. part of what makes them so awesome. And they also have like some like acid house to them mm -hmm. and like Yeah, they'll really do it like, all. What they do is incredible. Yeah, it's it's uh, they're all incredible musicians. <coughs> if you hear any of them play their 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 instruments individually, it's like watching Thundercat play bass. You're just like, "Oh yeah, that guy just that guy's just really fucking yeah, good." Yeah, plug them plug them into anything and I'm mm -hmm. sure the music they make will be perfect. Yep. Yeah, so this came off of their 2015 album titled Ego Death. Uh, which also has another incredible song on it called Special Affair. The whole the whole album is really good. Um, this is actually their third record, um, which I didn't necessarily know in the beginning because I was kind of slower to get to them. Um, I probably I was on board when this came out, but wasn't really following too closely before that. Um, it was actually nominated in 2016 for Best Urban Contemporary Album uh, at the Grammys, which is a pretty awesome. Um, uh, accomplishment, you know, to be even be nominated for one, I feel like it's pretty pretty awesome, especially since most of it's bullshit. <laughs> with yeah. them, and um, it's, it's, uh, it's a popularity contest too. It them. really is. It's you know, kind of like pay your way um, into there, I believe, a lot of the time. And I know for a fact these people didn't do that, so um, that's pretty pretty cool. Um, Keitranata being featured on this is what makes the bass sound so distinct. Um, it also has a very distinct thing that he does in a lot of his songs where the song will kind of like run and then a second part of a song really starts at the end um, when she goes into the um, I'm not in like I'm in love we don't fight we just fuck um, great lyric by the way um, so that's very distinct for Keitranata the bass tone in this and the style of his bass being added to this band is just next level. I mean, he's he's incredibly talented in his own right. We're not talking about the guys today. We're talking about the girls. Her, like, whisper voice in this song is just absolutely 
perfect for how like deep and heavy the bass is. Just yeah. every everything sensual. about it. it is very sensual song. Very sensual. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a really really solid band that with incredibly talented musicians and having Sid. Really, like I would, the first time I heard that she was in this band, I was not expecting her vocals to be this good, because um, it feels like they kind of like hit her in Odd Future. It's yeah. Like, oh well, she's the DJ; she must not be able to, you know, to do anything. But no, that's not the case at all. She's has an incredible voice. Yeah, they just this is arguably one of the most talented people in this group. Yeah, exactly. The problem, I guess, for Odd Future was it's like you know when you get a, a starting five in a basketball team and they're all all stars. It's like not everybody can take the last shot. Yeah. Somebody's got to take somebody's got to pass the ball every once in a while or not touch it at all. Yeah. So, um I think that's probably what happened here um or when she was with them, but I think they all knew how talented she was and were very happy for her. From everything I've seen after that they're all pretty pumped about it, which is cool. She's phenomenal. She even has her own solo work um that's also very good. Um yeah, just ch- check out the internet if you haven't. Not everything's like this like we said. Uh, so if this may not necessarily be your your style, Check the rest out. There's a lot of really, really good tunes by that band. They did that. Uh, I just remember the first time I ever heard them was that that Mac Miller live from outer space. Yeah. Where he's backed by the internet. Yeah. And like, I forgot man, about that. Like, I I wasn't a huge fan of a lot of his stuff, mm-hmm. but like, I heard that set, that record. Yeah. And I was like, this is this these songs are ten times better than they are on his album. Yeah, like I think with this backing group. I, I think his last like posthumous releases kind of highlighted how much better he was than we gave him credit for. And like a lot of those records she was with him in the studio, mm-hmm. like helping produce some of those yeah, songs. That's a good point. So I mean yeah, yeah. very involved. Obviously very talented, yeah. Um yeah, I yeah. I could talk all day about her. But yeah, let's let's uh kick it over to you, Dan, before I get too uh too long winded here. What do you have up for us with your number three pick? Mine is from the best named band on this list so far. This is from Philadelphia's own Mannequin Pussy. This song is called Control, and it is off of their EP. So I could have picked literally any song by this band because this band is that great. But I chose this song because of some of its relevance and use in other things, which I think you will also enjoy. So this band is made up of... Uh, Marissa Dabici, uh, who is their singer and guitar player. Um, and she is, she is like a, if you follow her on Instagram or anything like that, an amazing personality as well as performer and singer. Uh, but as a performer singer, I mean, this woman is in complete control, man. It's fucking awesome. Like she is losing her mind on stage. It's so cool. Um, super intense super aggressive um doesn't take any shit if people are stepping out of line um it's great man and this ep is no different so this band started out signed on like some smaller um they started out on tiny engines there's kind of a small label they've had a few really significant artists but not a big a big intense um like major label and then after uh the first two albums they signed to epitaph for uh, their album called Patience, and also this this lab- this EP is also on that. Um, Epitaph, if you don't know, is formerly or is founded by the I think his name is Brad. I'm not sure what his name is. He is the guitar player and founding member of Bad Religion. 
um, who founded Epitaph Records, who now, I believe, operates under the WIA subsidiary, but so does everybody. There are no indie labels anymore. Um, they don't exist. So <laughs> this <Yep>. record, though, <laughs> is huge, man. This EP is so cool. There was so much, like, early earlier records of them had, like, a lot of aggression and intensity, but these later EPs, this later EP also has so much melody and swing to it that I really, really love it, man. And this song particularly was used in the HBO series Mayor of Easttown about a detective from Delco um, searching for a murdered girl's killer. And her daughter... Was the detective named Mayor? Yeah, the detective was named Mayor. 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 <laughs> and uh, her daughter was, like, involved with a band, and the band that they had was basically being superimposed over top while Mannequin Pussy played. Um, so they were like, oh, this is like the daughter's friend's band, and they were using these songs, which felt so fucking cool for Mannequin Pussy to like, you know, to be used on like an HBO series, man. It's yeah. nuts. Oh, yeah. And then they name dropped the band a couple times during the show. You could see like a poster for this EP on the wall. Very exciting, man. I was so glad to see them get the due they deserve. Yeah. This band's been great for years. Yeah, they're awesome. And you, you are also a huge fan, Dave. And oh, like, yeah. They deserve every ounce of recognition that they got. And it was really exciting. It was one of those like moments of like punks win. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. You know, they're on the radio. They're on this TV show. Like we yep. won. It was like, so, it was like here in the weaker dance at the end of wedding crashers. Yeah. Like, right? what? You're like, what? suck it, what? dad. What? What? <laughs> you were wrong. We can do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was just a great moment. And I really wanted to celebrate that. Um, I didn't get to, we were doing some other things and I didn't want to put it on my, uh, year-end list for 2021 because I was like, ah, oh, it's just an EP. It's only like five songs. Right. But yeah, if we're talking about women-fronted bands, I can't not mention yeah. this band. They fucking are so good. Yeah, I'm cursing so much because I'm so excited about them. Yeah, yeah, they're fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing else I can really say. They're from here. We oh. love them. Yeah, uh, I also should have named Sheer Mag in my B sides and completely forgot to do Sheer that. Sheer Mag is great. Um, yeah. My, the people I work of. with love that band. It plays at least once a week at our store. Okay, um, so you're probably sick of it. No, I mean, okay. I still love them. But, oh, like, there's such a funny mix of, like, it almost sounds like Motley Crue at certain points. Yeah. Like, they're so funny. It's like, an interesting band. To like, and, like, they don't look like what you're expecting in your head. But they're no, so good. Not at all. And, like, that singer, she rips, man. Um, yeah. Her voice, she can paint the, or peel the paint off walls. Yeah. It's nuts. Big but Nate Kaposi also could do that, so check mm-hmm. them out. Yep. Um, you know they have great merch. Um, if you if you're afraid, if you're fearful of the band name, you shouldn't be. Don't be such a bitch. Don't like, be such a pussy. Yeah. Don't. Well. Yeah. I don't want to use it in a negative context. Yeah. But um, it was it was just sitting right there for me. It was. It was yeah. that that ball is over the plate. You got to yeah. swing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like you should get into them. Check them out. Listen to them on the low so you can not be afraid of the name. Yeah. But band's great, and it's you should listen to them more because they're super excellent. Uh, they made a video for Drunk 2. I think it was shot at, like, Ortlieb's Bar. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. That's where I had my residency as a DJ. Yeah, man. It's a great place. Uh, represent Philadelphia. Next, Dave, what do you have for us yeah. for your next pick? All right. Up at number three for me is Elephant Woman by Blonde Redhead. Now... There was probably a time where I thought that this would have been the most popular Blonde Redhead song. Um, those of you who saw the movie Hard Candy with um, – what's um, – with, 
Elliot, Elliot Page. Pa- Elliot Page, that's right. I couldn't remember uh, the new first name. Where at the Elliot time, Page. he was playing a Elliot. young girl, mm-hmm. um, meeting up with a photographer. Yeah, who was basically taking advantage of... That was clearly of... a pedo. Yeah. Looking to take advantage of this young girl. And then the script flips. Mm-hmm. And this young girl is also a psychopath. Yep. And... Cuts his balls castrates off. Castrates him. Yep. That's pretty and satisfying. it's fucking nuts. Yeah, it's pretty nuts movie. I mean... That kid was so terrifying and and like yeah. convincing. Oh yeah, uh, the band's fronted by Kazu Makino. Um, she's the lead vocalist, and the two other full-time members of the band are twin brothers, Amadeo and Simeon Pace. Um, they this is a more electronic song than what a lot of their other sound is. Uh, kind of similar to how uh, just went for the for the internet song I used. Um, they have a lot of more traditional instrumentation in a lot of their songs um they have some fucking awesome like staged live videos uh on youtube from the album that two albums after this i forget the name of it right now so this was on um this was on their uh album uh misery is a butterfly which released in 2004 and it has it, it's one of my favorite songs uh of the early 2000s it's driving it's powerful it obviously had it played as the girl was leaving the house in that movie like as you realize that she just fucked this guy's whole life up like it was a powerful scene and and an awesome song to kind of drive that home um now they are probably most famous uh for having a song called for the damaged coda that plays anytime the evil Morty character appears on Rick and Morty. Oh, it's right. like this. It's, it's not instrumental. It's just her like, like doing like ba da da da, like not singing any lyrics. Yeah. But it's it's like very critical. Like when the evil Morty character, like when you realize <laughs> it was the evil Morty the whole time, that song starts playing and and that's to like the signal to everybody. <laughs> That that's, that's the sign that evil Morty. That it was evil Morty the whole time, and I lost my mind when I first heard it because I've both my wife Laura and I have been huge fans of this band for a long time. So that was another one of those like nerds win moments where it was like, yes, my song made it into the my band, my song made it into the popular show. Yeah. Yes, we did it. Everybody high five on the internet because you know there's only three of us. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a really, really talented band. They've had other members that look like they toured with them live to, like, play bass and stuff like that. But um, if you look them up on YouTube, you can see in the videos, even when it's just the three of them, um, they're able to incorporate a lot of these electronic sounds into it. They, they're, one of the brothers is able to, like, I'm sure he is in-ears or something, but he can drum alongside of the uh, electronic parts with the best of them. And, and they're... A really, really talented band. It's funny. I remember the one of the first things I said to Laura when I, we were like listening to them early on. I was like, "This this seems like the kind of band that would have met in art school." And wouldn't you know it, she was an art school student at the time when they met nice. in the city. So, um, yeah, it just it, it's they're just fantastic. Um, another dream poppy kind of band, kind of dream pop shoegaze mix, kind of similar to what uh, Coxu Twins did. Really, you can kind of hear some similarities with high vocal parts over the everything else happening underneath it. So um, clearly, I've got a, st- uh, a type, I guess is the best way to say it. I, I really like that, like 
whatever the effect is on the voice that almost makes it sound like it's like on an answering machine. Yeah. You don't know what it almost it's got like a cupped sound to it. Like, a little bit, yeah, yeah. I, I, see, a, I, see I like it so here. much. I love when people do that with their vocals. <laughs> like it just adds such a cool I don't know what it is. Especially yeah. with with a woman's voice like being gentle and then having that effect on it, I'm like, <laughs> oh it's so creepy and like it just feels like yeah. like it feels like a phone call. It like, does, yeah. Like, like a haunting li- or one. Or like yeah. you're like listening in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? On like something you should, you're like, oh. Yeah, it's it's great, man. Yeah, she's she's a phenomenal vocalist. Uh really I think she's what makes the band so interesting. Um I think it would just be another band without her, so um she's always somebody that i've been a fan of and uh, i'm happy i was finally able to use them on uh, on a list all right dan what is your number two pick all right so this has got to be the most commercially successful song that we have on this list this uh, yeah, song easily. is alone by heart um this is off of their 1987 album bad animals um, this is so Hart released a self-titled album in '85. That like, so I was I was saying earlier that I feel like this is an interesting showing of like when you saw the bands try to transition that started in the '70s and tried to transition into the '80s, and a lot of them did it very terribly. I.e., um, Rush with moving with power windows, or Yes with like nine oh one two five like yeah. Or Jefferson, whatever they called yeah, themselves at that into point. Into Starship, like, yeah. but before, before it was just Starship. This fat power ballad, man, from '87, is so fucking good. Uh, this is the first album for Capitol Records, and you know, sorry, I, I need to interrupt you. But remember how we talked about in a couple episodes ago how some of the songs in our '90s one-hit wonders, like you could see the movie scenes like even if they didn't exist yeah you could just make one up in your head for a 90s movie mm-hmm. that's this song with the 80s yeah like you can literally just picture like the triumphant moment of an 80s I movie I can picture the prom ooh everyone's dancing and they see each other from across the gym yup and it's like yeah and it's, it's like they finally song. like they realize they're yes. in love it doesn't matter that I spilled pig's blood all over you the bully's been beat up somehow yeah, yeah. Like the guy's the corner, the sleeve on his jacket's ripped, mm-hmm. and he's just like, "Yeah, I don't care. Like, I don't care that your dad's poor, and that like." <laughs> no, she's rich. He's poor usually. Yeah, 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 that's true. Like, yeah, I don't care that like you don't care that my family's poor. And I don't yeah. care that your dad like threatened to put me in jail if I come near you. I love you. I love how this is part lyrics to Rosalita and part an '80s movie that we're clearly going to write now. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Uh, but the killer part of this is the high harmony that hits in the chorus. It's, I mean, it's everything. It like when that like when that uh, I never really cared until I met you hits. It's fucking gorgeous, man. It's so good. So this song peaked at number one on the Billboard. This was a huge fucking hit. Oh wow, yeah. A massive power ballad, and it was like a number one in like seven different countries, man. Like. This was huge in Canada and Austria and Belgium. Um, it was number one in the U.S., um, number 18 in West Germany, um, number six in Australia. This is a huge hit for this band. Um, certified gold and really is... I've, so if you know, I picked Heart for our very first episode um, where I chose Magic Man 
off of their first album. Yep. And this is the last good heart song. Um, they made more yeah. albums after this. Sure. This is the last one that's worth hearing. Um, and this album, I just played it at work two days ago. The rest of this record is not very good. But this song is incredible. Classic 80s. Yeah, <laughs> classic 80s. Classic album. 80s. One just... big old power ballad and the rest yep. of it's garbage. Um, Sister <laughs> Christian, it's just like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this I had to put it on this list, man. I mean, uh, Ann Wilson is a fucking beast. Yep. And her Annie. vocal is strong as shit, man. So if you don't know about heart, I don't want I don't want to educate people about heart. You no need, need you need to go and do yeah. your own work. Yeah, figure it out. Yeah, Blood. figure it out. So with that, Dave, what is your number two pick for a rock and roll band fronted by a woman? All right, up at number two for me is Godspell by the Cardigans. So I wanted to go a little different here because most people wouldn't think of this album because they probably haven't heard this album by the I, Cardigans. I am one of them. Yeah. My hand is up. Shout out to Brian Medlin. I found out about this album because we went to Siren Records because he custom ordered it because I don't think you could get it at a store. And then I immediately went home and uh, used a site to get it with a word that started to end in once. Um, yeah. So I found it. and light torrents? No, it just it starts with a T. Oh. I was just saying it's. It, I, I was saying torrents. Yeah, oh. I torrented it. Um, so stole you heard it here. Yeah. So uh, lead singer of the band is Nina Persson. Uh, the band is from Sweden, and are obviously most famous for their singles in the '90s, "Love Fool" and uh, "My Favorite Game." Um, Luffle even being in Romeo and Juliet's kind of like, you know, that's 90s royalty, essentially, being on that soundtrack. So Um, I didn't want to pick the obvious ones as amazing and fun as both of those songs are. They're more of their pop style. I wanted to shine some light on this because uh, I don't think enough people know that they continued after that. They still, I don't know if they still do as a band, but she still makes music and was on a local native song uh, a few years ago, Dark Days. And fucking kills it, uh, of course, because she's amazing. Um, this song starts with like a big fat guitar riff that you wouldn't expect from this band. And this is like, they just kind of became an indie band in the early 2000s and put this out in 2004. And, I'm sorry, 2005. The album's called Super Extra Gravity. Sounds nothing like what you would think from them, but it's incredible. Songs Don't Blame Your Daughter on here are amazing too. Um, just a really, really start to finish amazing record. Um, she, being a pop singer, I don't want to call her a pop singer, but that's what the band was. I mean, Love Fool's a pop song. Um, making this transition into something different and writing more emotional and in-depth songs and changing genres too on top of it and still being, in my eyes, very successful at it. I mean, what's not to love? She's fantastic. And it's a, tr- it's a traditional band, uh, which is also unusual for a song like Love Fool and how poppy and dancey it is. Um, but this is this is a band, baby. It's a real yeah, band. This is great, man. Yeah. Yeah, this album is fantastic. Um, uh, it's I really can't say enough good things about it. This is also one of my favorite, like, underrated guitar riffs. They're, like, the one in the beginning. Yeah. It's just... It's... Di- it's very different. The slides what really makes it. I really dig the organ mm-hmm. in the end here too. Like yeah. this is really good. Yeah, mixed really well, so you get like all the the cymbal action in this part of the track too. It's just, it just really did a really fantastic job with this. 
And um, hopefully, you know, some, some more people check this record out after this because it's one of my all-time favorites. Um, and she's one of my all-time favorites. If all you if all you like is my favorite game in Love Pool, then, you know, more power to you. Those are amazing songs. I'm not going to tell you not to like them because I fucking love them. Um, and I'm not going to make any secrets about that. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to talk about it. If anybody else likes them, me too. Yeah. Yeah. I also, yeah. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> It's like somebody who like grew up liking like the Yankees and didn't just like become a bandwagon fan. It's like I like them, but I I recognize that there's other bandwagon people too. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I know I know there's people that are only like the one thing. No, I'm, but I'm, I like I'm not them. mad at a person that grew up in Dallas liking the Cowboys. Oh, I I still am. Like you're yeah, not a snake. Am. Like that makes yeah. sense. Of course yeah. you like. It's them. the people here that really. Yeah, get you, it's though. the person that grew up in Philadelphia that likes them. It's a yeah. fucking snake. Yeah, <laughs> it's really tough for them right now because the Lakers didn't make the playoffs and the Yankees are struggling to start the season. Yeah, and Duke didn't win a national title, so it's really been a rough year for. Who are for they Yankees, gonna for cheer Cowboy for? Fans. Yeah, there's nothing left. I don't think they have a hockey team. I don't think they watch hockey. Yeah, they. I don't think it's big enough. Not for them. No, there's no bandwagon to jump on. Yeah, there's no Wayne Gretzky anymore. True. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there is kind of, but nobody knows who he is except <coughs> me and me alone. All right. That was weird. Um, all right, Dan, it's time for your number one pick for a female vocalist in a band. So my number one comes to us from 2006. This is a bit of a super group. The band is called Battle of Mice. Um, they are a post-metal band consisting of singer Julie Christmas and members of Neurosis, Red Sparrows, Paraubu, and the Fugees. Um, this band is nuts, man. I'm sorry. Could you say that list again? Sure. It is. Um, the singer, her name is Julie Christmas. And the rest of the band is ex-members of Neurosis, Red Sparrows, Paraubu, and the Fugees. So I heard you correctly. You did hear me correctly. Okay. That is correct. And Battle of Mice released this record called A Day of Nights. So wait, who in the Fugees? So the member of the Fugees, his name is Joe Tamino. Okay. I don't. Who's that? I've never heard of him. So Joe Tamino. Because like, for you. it's not Praz. No, it's not. So it is I was not. Expecting it. I was like, it's not right, one we, of we've the three members Warren of Hill. the Fugees, but. He was one of the Fuji's touring oh, uh, musicians. That's still fucking insane, though. Yeah, man. I mean, it's nuts. It's so cool, right? Yeah. Um, so he was the Fuji's drummer, uh, which is nuts. Oh, cool. And he joined this band, and this band is nuts, dude. So Julie Christmas fronting this band. So a lot of times I've felt like when you would hear a woman fronting post-metal, it would generally be with like a sort of ethereal second vocal and like they would just kind of be you know singing like a melody or like a haunting sort of hymn julie christmas is down in that fucking dirt dude she's got a growl on her she's got a scream it all like some of it is like blood curdling it almost sounds like if alanis morissette could be more furious it is ridiculous <laughs> man it's so cool Somebody so piss cool her to off. Hear her. Yeah. yeah, dude. It's so cool to hear her um, full on just like rip into it. And like, no, man, I'm not fucking around. Like, this is what I'm doing. Um, so there are parts that like, she's almost like overloading the mic on it where you can hear it like cutting out from how blood shrill that scream is. 
It's awesome. Um, she has been quoted as saying that this album is about um, a timeline that mirrors what was happening between her and Josh Graham and their relationship um, growing and then rapidly decaying. Um, and they made this record about it. Um, this band did not last long, uh, pretty much only having um, one full album and then two splits, and that's it. Um, they were short-lived. Julie Christmas would then go on to sort of do like some almost like singer-songwritery stuff. She kind of changed up her style and was doing some uh, almost like indie music. Um, she used to be in a noise rock band called Made Out of Babies. That was really cool. And then kind of started doing her own stuff and her own singer songwritery and then would later if you know um from previous episodes that i've done would join uh one of my favorite post-metal bands of cold of luna um in making their record mariner where at first it was just supposed to be her featured on a track or two and then they were mailing songs back and forth to each other at which point cold of luna said you need to be on this whole record like you're a force to be reckoned with and we need you here so if you haven't checked that record out, definitely do that as well. But Battle of Mice was her band. In my mind, that is Julie Christmas at her best, is this record. Um, it's nuts. It's very, it's very electronic, too. There's a lot of synth in it that I didn't expect the first time I heard it. Yeah. Because um, a lot of these bands, yeah, a lot of these are usually just standard guitar, bass, drums. But there's a lot of like, almost like a perturbator sound to it. Where it's very harsh noise, very cool little walls of static and sound. Um, but you knew I was going to have to throw something super heavy on this. Yeah, I mean, because did three <laughs> heavy songs, to be fair. <laughs> All right, maybe. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, who's counting? Yeah. But I mean, I just feel like I, I really enjoy hearing a vocal I don't expect on yeah. like a genre. And like something like this, you're like, fuck, yeah, man. Like. This woman is shredding on yeah. this. Like, it feels like it almost conveys more emotion because it's so unexpected. And it's like, to get to that point, there, it just feels like you have to go through more to get there. And so it means... That's just my yeah, I guess I always thing. expect a man to be real aggro and right. like over the top. Testosterone's like, a real thing. I mean, it makes... That's the reason makes why people violent. Makes people violent. It makes it's a reason why they they neuter animals. So to so to hear her go like yeah. full on like over the top, you're like, oh shit! Like this is real piss. Yeah. Like this is nuts, man. Mm -hmm. And I love it so much. Uh, I can't get enough. I had never heard her solo material until I worked with a guy named Michael, and he was like, oh yeah, you never heard her band Battle of Mice, and I was like, no. And he like pulled the album up and we played it and I was like, holy shit, dude! Yeah, this is wild. I was like this is amazing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm very grateful to him and shout out Michael. Shout out Michael. Uh, Dave, what have you got for your number one? All right, up at number one for me is War Paint by the band War Paint from their album War Paint. No, I'm just kidding. The album's called The Fool. They <laughs> almost went bad company. All they over almost again? went full bad company there. Never go full yeah, bad company. Never go full bad company. So go full bad company. Go home empty-handed. <laughs> War Paint is an entirely female band. Damn it, I said female. Every, you know what I mean. They're, it's all girls. It's all the girls in the band. Um, and at first I was like, maybe this is a little bit cheating because I didn't want it to be a band where somebody split vocal duties, but because it's split three ways and it's all girls, I think that 
that makes it the yeah, super I feel like number that, one. That pick. still meets the criteria. I think it, I think it meets and exceeds the criteria, there you Dan. Go. That's there what you I'm go. gonna say. It's all girls. And three of them sing in the band. And a lot of times that's, they're doing it together. three times as many girl singers as any of Dude, it's like playing bands. categories. You have any I mean, any idea how many points I just scored? Yeah. yeah. Triple word score. Yeah, dude. Crushed it. Um, so this is one of my favorite bands. There's two pieces of artwork of theirs hanging up in this room. Um, I have been obsessed with this band since this record came out. I love everything about them. Stella, their drummer is my favorite drummer in music right now. I think she is fantastic. And I think on this song especially, she kind of highlights what makes her so incredible. And I think the vocals, the style, they're like, they're just fucking cool. Like everything about them is just cooler than me. So I just think that that's another reason for me to really like I always band. really dug their name too. It's a great name. It's just great. It's a great name. Yeah, it's a fantastic name. <laughs> like, yeah. It's one of those that you're like, how did that not get taken before? Yeah, right? Like, it's it's wild, too, because it feels like they're... Um, if you took any part of these songs individually, you'd probably be like, well, that's not going to that's not gonna do much. Like, that's not really going anywhere and doesn't really do anything. But when they all come together, it's perfect. It all makes sense. It all plays off each other very well, like the... It, it, it allows space for some different things to be highlighted. Some songs, there's more... Oh, that fucking drum pattern. Oh, the drum beat's incredible, dude. ridiculous. Dude, I told that you. hi-hat work. Yeah. That open close is so good. Dude, she's so... Stella Mazgawa, I think is how you say the last name. Uh, Maz, yeah, Mazgawa. She is my favorite drummer in music. She's fantastic. This beat is absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah, I think it, it allows them... when. Because each of them are, are taking turns singing in different songs. And sometimes, like this one, they're sharing. There's multiple girls singing at the same time. So one of one of them's probably not playing as complicated stuff on their instrument. And that usually allows them to create these more like ethereal, spacey sounds. And then let the other one or two members of the band kind of drive what's going on in the song. And it's typically drums. Um, they're, they're incredible. So you actually... You got me a uh, remix version of this record, The Fool, yeah. um, that was uh, produced by Andrew Wetherill, and he put out on vinyl his original mixes and his original order for, for the album, and it's incredible. It's also the, um, what do they call that, it's the like negative? The, the inverted colors. Yeah, the negative of the uh, of the album cover, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, this band just, this band rules so fucking hard. Every album is great. They've only put out three so far. There's a fourth that's due to come out actually next month because, well, when this comes out, it'll be May, right? Yeah, it'll be May next week. So when this comes out, it'll be the same month that their fourth record comes out. So that's so a win for all of us. They only have four records? This, they only have but three. They've, been around, they've only have three records. They've been around since 2010. Yep. That's nuts. Every time one comes out, it's like must-see TV. Like I stop what I'm doing and I, I, yeah. I put it on. It's good, man. If you, if you can make money without the traditional album cycle, mm -hmm. you're a fucking genius. Yeah. It's like that's awesome. Like yeah. to be able to be like, no, no, we're gonna take a break and we're gonna play the records as we want. Like yeah. we'll write them when they're ready. Yeah, and you know if you know people are are able to do different things, and you know, I, I I'm not gonna speak about anybody else's uh, money or anything like that. No, I know, it's brilliant. I know Stella plays with a lot of like she does recording work with a lot of other artists too. Um, like I know she's working with Kurt Vile, um, the XX. Uh, 
you know, basically everybody cool. Yeah, doing cool sessions stuff. Yeah, That's just, awesome. yeah, just yeah. around cool people all the time. Um, yeah, just 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 an unreal band. And this this is off their first record, um, really, that which came out in 2010. Really, just kind of kicks off what's only becomes better. Uh, maybe not better. They're all really good, and this one's probably the best. But this band's fantastic. Um, all the girls can sing. All of them can play their instruments perfectly. Um, they're just creative and fun to follow along with. And uh, yeah, I can't, can't say enough good things about them. I'm definitely. I have to see them live. They ever come back here. It's too good. Yeah, man. My my wife Laura is singing a bunch of awesome albums. I would definitely. I yeah, I definitely lockdown. go to that show. That yeah. sounds great. Yeah, because they'll probably be playing with somebody awesome too. Um, so yeah, this is this is a fun one. This is really challenging to narrow down, um, but I'm glad we were able to find our ways to do it. Um, and I think we put together a pretty solid list. Little little different than the last couple episodes, so it's good to kind of get back and take a look at something more serious. Is that the right word? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess serious is the right yeah. word. Yeah, something like that. A little less silly. Yeah, a little bit. A little more but, earnest. Yeah. 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 But it was, it was good to get back on that train. So um, let us know what you thought on social media. Um, you know, we were probably missing a lot of, even though our B-side lists were huge, we're probably missing a lot. So um, share your favorite uh, bands with um, girl front women. Is that the right? I don't know what the hell I'm talking about anymore. You know what we're talking about. Share them with us. And um, as, as usual... Like and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app so that you're kept up to date. We're hopefully back onto a more regular schedule now, but you never know. Life happens. So follow along on there so we can tell, um, you know, we can see how many of you like this and, and appreciate what we're doing, but also so you're kept up to date on the new episodes when they come out. Um, you know, not everybody's allowed to look at social media at work. So, you know, that could be a nice little, nice little backdoor into finding out about a new episode. So Dan, tell everyone where they can find us. All right, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram under at D&D Music Factory. That's the letter D, the letter N, and the letter D again, followed by Music Factory. Uh, you can find me personally at at LukewarmSteveAustin on Instagram and D.